The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we celebrate the great feast of the transfiguration of our Lord Jesus. This is Mark's version, and we begin with context. The transfiguration story is told in Mark chapter 9, but in the preceding chapter of 8, Jesus foretells his suffering and death on the cross and his resurrection to his disciples. And Peter rebukes Jesus which causes Jesus to say, Peter, get behind me, Satan. They were not prepared for what was to come, both with the cross and in their own ministry as bishops in the early church. And so Jesus takes with him Peter, James, and John, the inner circle, and goes up a high mountain. The word high mountain is meant to elicit the memory of Mount Sinai, where God was present with Moses. And Moses' face was radiant as he beheld the presence of God. And there, on the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white. This is a theophany, meant again to bring us back to the presence of God in the Old Testament. Jesus' divinity is being, once again, established. It's meant to prefigure and prepare us for our life of ministry, faith, but ultimately the beatific vision where we will see God face to face and be taken into the beatific vision and become ourselves beautified. There appears to them Elijah and Moses representing the prophets and the law. And again, both of those two, Moses and Elijah, were present on Mount Sinai encountering God. So here they are now testifying to Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. Then a cloud overshadows them. Now that is meant to elicit a glory cloud that overshadowed Mount Sinai and the temple when it was built by Solomon. And of course, the Blessed Virgin Mary was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit at the Annunciation. So here we have the Trinity present at the same time. The Holy Spirit represented by the cloud overshadowing the Father then says to Jesus, this is my Son, the Beloved, listen to him. This brings us back to Jesus' baptism where the Father speaks directly to Jesus 
about his identity as the Son of God and how pleasing he was. Now the Father speaks to Peter, James, and John. This is my Son. He's speaking to them. And he says, listen to them. So God the Father now testifies to his Son, Jesus. Now the application for us. For Peter, James, and John, the transfiguration was necessary to strengthen them for the days ahead. And they were going to desperately need it. They would eventually, at least Peter and James, become martyrs. And they would need to see what they were going to be gifted with as a result of their faithfulness to God, the beatific vision. For us also, we need to be strengthened in a transfiguration of sorts, which we do every time we come to Mass, because there's a great transfiguration that takes place on the altar. The bread and wine are transubstantiated into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. But even in our own private time of devotion, every time we pray, read scripture, meditate on the glory of God, and do acts of charity, we are being transformed. And our countenance becomes radiant, even though we may not see it, but interiorly we are shining with the glory of Christ. St. Paul made his application in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 when he said, quote, We who with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of the Lord are being transformed into his likeness with ever greater degrees of holiness which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. St. Peter, for his part, in his second letter, says that we are to become partakers of the divine nature. The whole process of divinization is wrapped up in this great feast. When we go to the first reading from Daniel, it's connected because as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Son of Man is a title for God. In the book of Daniel, where we had the Ancient of Days on a great throne, and it says that his clothes was dazzling white, a stream of fire issued and flowed out from his presence, and one like the Son of Man came on the clouds. There's the glory cloud again. And he comes before the Ancient of Days and is given a great kingdom, all peoples and nations and languages shall serve him forever, and his dominion is everlasting. It's a great feast, and we're so privileged as Catholics to have this great transfiguration right on the altar today. Let us partake with hearts that are anxious to be transformed from glory to glory, so that God continues to work through us and we become like Christ and we draw others into this family of parishes where we're meant to bring to bear the presence of God so that his glory shines in everyone. And we all meet again in heaven where we gaze upon Christ and his radiance face to face.